Welcome into the February 3rd edition of the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsuti. NHL All-Star Weekend kicks off tonight down in Miami. The participants for each event were announced yesterday. We will detail and relay that information to you guys along with our thoughts and our picks for who's going to win each and every event and uh, just do a general preview of All-Star Weekend. So let's get right to it. All that more coming up on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA, Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe to us for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're also now up on YouTube as well, so you can check us out via video form uh, if you haven't done that already uh we do give you guys content each and every weekday monday through friday brand new shows it's all leafs all the time and if you're a diehard leaf supporter you got to be part of the lockdown leafs family so if you would hit subscribe and hopefully we can entertain you guys um today's show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of the Lockdown Network. You can make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today to get started. Um, you can even make some wagers, Dave, on the NHL All-Star game at uh at FanDuel. I'll tell you guys a little bit later how you can get involved there. But uh it's Friday and it's finally the All-Star break. We've got all the players down in Miami getting ready, getting set for the festivities. And you know, I, I mean, do you enjoy the All-Star break, the All-Star game? Like, do you look forward to this weekend? Like, what is your overall vibe you know now that it's here like i know the the selection process we have a problem with that but once it's here i mean do you enjoy it are you gonna put it on watch it and actually pay attention or is this uh, a weekend where you're like i can kind of shut off from hockey how do you feel about these stuff kind of the only time i've ever really interested in it is like the skills competition yes yes players genuinely try with that one yeah the game itself it lost its luster when they did introduce three on three. It was amazing. They did the draft. OV got drunk and hammered and pit and full castle got picked last. And I'm like, this is amazing. Then the only show's like, yeah, we can't let you guys have fun anymore. So we're just going to do away with all of that. So yeah, the game itself, I'll, I'll, I'll keep in, t- I'll keep tabs on it, but the skills competition, I usually watch. Um, but yeah, the weekend itself, I understand why it's needed. I'm not going to be one of those. Ah, we don't need an all-star weekend. No, it's it's needed. Players enjoy it. At least those who haven't been there before, especially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm not like a person that's gonna have that has like a massive opinion on like a hatred for the all-star game or a true passion for it. I'm kind of like right in the middle there. Yeah, I I, I probably share the exact same um opinion as you. I I do enjoy the. Uh, the skills competition at the very least. It's different 
three on three, we see this every night in the NHL, right? Like we, we do when games go to overtime almost every night. So it's not something that's out of the ordinary, but at least, you know, there's a lot of fun things that do happen throughout the uh, the skills competition. And it seems like every year they try and make it a little fresh. And there's a couple new events um, this season, one of which the, the Tendy Tandem, they've got the Splash Shot, and then this Pitch and Puck one, which is also really interesting. Uh, so why don't we go through all of the events, though? We'll kind of break down what's going on with the event, who are the participants are, and then we're going to have to well, – let's keep score of this, too. Let's see how well we can do. Um, try and pick who we believe will win the event so let's start with the the tendy tandem i think i sent you the tweet there that we can pull up here yeah because this is one of the new uh one of the new ones that they're doing here so yeah perfect so here's the tendy tandem all right so we have uh the part okay well first of all we'll go with the rules first so there'll be one goalie from each division that'll be designed as the shooting goaltender and one goaltender that will be in net. The shooting goalie from the division will take a shot from a design mark. Three points if the shot goes in the hole. Two points if the shot hits the in-net target. No points if the shot misses the net altogether. And the in-net goalie from the uh, opposing divisions, it, it got cut off there. It's not there. Oh, you might have to click on it. There it is. Okay. <laughs> the in-net goalie. Uh, from the opposite of the opposing division will face three, two, or one players, depending on the points earned by the shooting goalie. Players start from center ice on referees, and I assume that'll be, a, yeah, shootout rules for that. Why does that seem too complicated? Why do they make that seem complicated? So I guess, so goaltenders will earn shots for their team, I suppose, by depending how many points they get in their shooting situation, and then who at whichever goalie tandem, I suppose, uh, ends up with the most points at the end of it wins. Is that is that how you read that as well? Like yeah. I don't. Why do they make this so? This is where this is where people are just like, can we not just simplify things to make things easy? You know what's funny though. You know what's funny. So I was at morning skate for uh, for Leafs Bruins the other day. I saw Linus Olmark getting some rips in at practice. I wonder if. If he is going to be the the shooting goaltender for the Atlantic Division, but he had a couple nice claps. I'll be honest, like glove and everything. Like he didn't take his gloves off. Or he wasn't wearing like player gloves. He was wearing like his goalie and blocker glove, and he was sitting there just like clapping one timers and actually decent little shot. I'll be honest with you. So let's look at the um, like if you toggle over, it'll tell us who the um, who the guys are. Nope. Gotta go left. There you go. Right. So you'll have Lita Solmark and Andre Vasilevsky for the Atlantic Division, Ilya Sorokin, Igor Shosturkin for the Metro Division, UC Soros and Connor Halbuck for the Central, and then Stuart Skinner and Logan Thompson. This is 2023 where we have two basically rookie goalies making the All-Star game. Also, what a glorious mustache on Stu Skinner. Wow. Look at that thing. That's beautiful. Oh my God! I wish. Um, so Maybe that's, that's why we got nominated for the All Star Game, just because they need to have that mustache plastered everywhere around uh, around Florida. Maybe in Miami, but I mean, every single goaltender in that in that on that team has a has a decent. Every single goaltender participating has a nice stash. In the West, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Actually, the the East rather the East is clean. clean. 
Olmark maybe has a little little bit of dust around his chin. But, uh, yeah, you got some cookie dusters definitely uh, infiltrating the Western Division teams. So these are the goaltenders that are going to be partaking in this event. Toggle over a couple more because I think there is actually additional rules um, to this. So, uh, yeah, this is for the save situations, actually. We completely butchered this, I'll be honest. I, I forgot that there was two sections to the rules. But a save earns... Yeah, the fact that you need a bunch of tweets to explain the rules is already the... like They're going to have to explain the rules at the like during the thing. You're going to just be like, can we just get on with it and not have to go through the whole rule book? Well, basically, I believe the way it's going to work is a player will get a set number, a goaltender will get a set number of shots. And depending on how many points they get, if they hit the target or miss or hit the net, they will get that number of points. And that's the amount of times a player will be able to get a shootout shot on the goalie. And if the goalie makes the save, then they also get more points. So that's how that's going to work. So you got a shooting goaltender, you got a goalie who's going to be in net. And then the combination of points, that's how we figure out a winner. Um, I mean, I think that it's going to be the Atlantic. Like, I, I the way I saw Olmark just crushing uh, one-timers the other night uh, or the, uh, at morning skate the other day, and then obviously Andre Vasilevsky, one of the best goalies in the world, uh, I'm going to roll with Team Atlantic. We'll get the dub at this one. Yeah, good. I mean, they, they got they got some decent goaltenders there. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't bet against a lot of them. So, yeah, I do think I do think the East has uh, has the advantage right now. Yeah. yeah, we'll be totally wrong when this whole comes out. That's usually how. Well, it's is it, it's not East versus West, is it? I don't even I don't it's even know how Pacific and Atlantic versus Metro. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a bracket system. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's the way it's going down. So it's like the it's divisional, right? It's it's all divisional here. Uh so that's the tendy tandem, right? So that's the tendy tandem, and that's the first event uh that we're breaking down here. I don't know what order I guess they're gonna do this stuff in. Some of them was done today, actually. Um for whatever well, I guess they were just kind of packaged and they're gonna be done. They're done for more TV purposes, and then they'll just be shown like up on the jumbotron and whatnot. So there's a couple of of these that aren't going to be done live in the arena. Like the splash shot, the pitch and puck was was done today. Um, but fastest skater, which is the one that we're going to break down next, that's the one that is going to be in the arena uh, on that uh, you know tonight in Miami. That one's pretty simple, right? They they got a who can skate a lap around the rink the the quickest. Um, so the participants in the fastest skater competition this year, you've got Andre Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes. You got Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche, Dylan Larkin of the Red Wings, Kevin Fiala of the LA Kings, Kirill Kaprizov from the Minnesota Wild, and then Chandler Stevenson, uh, who's filling in for Matty Berniers for the Vegas Golden Knights. Who do you like in this one, Dave? There's two guys I've got circled. I'm curious. Uh, curious Dylan where. Larson for sure. I know this guy got wheels. Yeah, yeah. Did he? He beat McDavid a few years ago, didn't he? I think so. Like he, he, yeah. Um, if it's not Dylan Larkin, I'm gonna say Kale McCarr. Yeah, th those like, are the two that I'm debating too. But I don't, I don't know which one is the problem. Ah, uh, 
I'm going to lean towards Larkin just because he has the explosives, like explosiveness in yeah. his stride. Remember last year in the playoffs where we like were watching Connor McDavid go legend and then they took on Colorado and it's like he's met his match when it comes to skating in Kale McCarr. That's the only reason why I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking maybe maybe Kale could actually do it. I'm I'm just because you took Larkin and I'm debating between the two, I'll take Kale McCarr and we'll see who comes out victorious on this one. We'll see. But I I mean I think those are probably the two guys who are most likely going to uh going to be the finalists here all right we'll look at one more before we take uh actually you know what before we continue let's take a quick break and tell you about uh, one of today's show sponsors and it's our favorite it's FanDuel. and this year the only app that you need at your super bowl party is the FanDuel sportsbook app it's america's number one sportsbook we're really excited about our new betting uh, sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 coming up next weekend. And you get a no-sweat first bet, which gives you up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads. Who's going to score a touchdown, score a goal if you're betting the hockey, the puck line potentially. They've got it all. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti with me. It is uh, day one of the All Star break, all for All Star festivities. We've got the Skills Challenge going down tonight, and they got the game tomorrow. Uh, so we're going through, and we're the participants were announced yesterday. So we're going through the participants, uh, relaying that information to you, and then Dave and I have a little bit of a I don't know if we'll call it a wager, but I guess we're doing a little competition as to who can guess the most winners through the All-Star Skills Competition. So let's go to the next event and break that one down. It's the Breakaway Challenge. It's one of our favorites, um, one of my favorites at the very least. I don't know about you, but I always find this one to be one of the more entertaining, um, entertaining events of the evening. Um. It's not my favorite. It is uh, probably top three for me. I'm always hard to shot guy. I always when when like Zidane Char and Shea Weber were going through those battles at the yeah. hardest shot, like those were my favorites. Although maybe because they're not there anymore, it's lost a little bit of luster. But yeah, the breakaway challenge is uh, is is quite fun. They uh, some of the players like. Ovi always makes it a blast. I'm hoping yeah. he really comes out and does something fun. Well, so the players that are going to be in uh, in this one, so representing the Atlantic is going to be David Pasternak. They've got Mitch Marner out there and Matthew Kachuk as well. Um, there's got to be more players, no? Or is this it? This is all. This is all that I got. Okay, so they must just be doing the. Uh, must just be doing just random players, I suppose. It's supposed to go yeah. one per um, per division there. But so David Pasternak for the Boston Bruins, Matt Kachuk of the Florida Panthers, 
our guy, Mitch Marner, participating in the Breakaway Challenge. And then Ovi and Sid are doing some sort of team up here. I don't know what that entails, but they're a combination together. These two will be doing something at this Breakaway Challenge. So Ovi and Sid, who have been linked their entire NHL careers. And, I mean, Sidney Crosby hasn't been to a lot of All-Star games. Like, he's no, the guy he's, who typically yeah. says, check, please, and just yeah. doesn't bother going. Always mysteriously gets an injury of some kind around the All-Star break. Yeah, him and – well, Malkin's been, I think, more than, than Sid has. Yeah, I mean, I know that Sid's dealt with some injuries throughout his career, but, like, yeah, I I, I don't even remember the last time Sidney Crosby was actually at an All-Star game. Yeah, I can't think – I can't remember either, man. It's been a while. Like, he gets nominated basically every year, but doesn't uh, doesn't always get go is the problem. But this year he decided that he was going to commit to it. He went and – uh, him and Ovi paired up in the breakaway challenge. So that's kind of neat. Um, so the rules, uh, shooters can start their routine from anywhere on the neutral zone and have full access to the offensive zone, including behind the net. Uh, so it's not penalty shot rules. Um, so it's, it's you know, they'll have one, one shot, and there's a panel of judges who will rate that shot from 1 to 10. So they can bring the puck back. They can go around they could try a michigan they could do whatever they want but they have one one shot one you know chance at the net um so we'll see who can come up with the most creative creative one i i still think that like trevor zegris last year the dodgeball remember the oh. dodgeball one that he did last yeah. year and there are people throwing dodgeballs and he had he was uh like lafleur had the the blindfold on he had the average joe's jersey and then he actually like had a really sick spinorama goal, and he just like had the puck on his stick and scored like doing a little twirl thing. It was it was awesome to be quite honest. Like I thought it was sick. Um, I don't think he ended up winning. I think Jack Hughes ended up winning, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. He had like the the baby Jack Hughes, like the little magician type thing going on. But anyways, um, so this is always a, a fun one, just because I guess it allows some creativity. Whereas others, I mean, it's just kind of is what it is. Like. Harder shots, just who's got the hardest shot? This one involves a little bit of creativity. So I'll be curious to see what Mitch Marner can come up with, though. Like Mitch Marner, I don't know. Like he does he he doesn't really seem like a guy who I picked to be in this breakaway challenge, um, because he doesn't show a whole lot of personality with the media. So I'm excited to see what he can bring. But if I'm picking a winner, I mean I gotta go with. Sid and Ovi. I mean, it, just because these are uh, like judged by judges, I, I would find it hard to believe that whoever is with them, uh, whoever's judging these events, aren't just going to give those guys tens. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I I think that this is going to be a little bit skewed in favor of the uh, of the old time. Oh God, I can't believe I'm going to be calling them old timers, but that's how they're going to be categorized in this one. Dude, that's where we're at, man. That we're at a point in their career where they are, unfortunately, the uh, the old timers. All right, the splash shot event. So this is a brand new event that uh, they're busting out in Florida. Not sure this is something you could do in Toronto. I'll be completely honest with you, because this is the one where it's like a dunk tank, right? So, <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you the participants, and then I'll explain what the uh, what this new event is so it's gonna be uh nate mckinnon and Sidney crosby mac kachuk and brady kachuk 
Kel McCarr, Miko Rantanen, and then Adam Fox and Igor Shesterkin. So really interesting group of players that are going to be participating in this one. So it's kind of a team a team thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so the competition takes place on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. I believe this is one that was done the day before. So it was done on Thursday. It's already been canned. So I think this one's in the bag, and they're going to be playing it all over um, the television and in, in the arena on the Jumbotron. But uh, the winner is determined by the player to dunk their opponent's first uh so it's a single elimination tournament players compete head-to-head players are required to hit all targets before attempting to dunk their opponents so i'm guessing that this is also like a target practice in a way like there's going to be different targets and then in the middle is going to be kind of the dunk like when you go to a you go to a carnival and then you can throw a baseball and a guy falls into a dunk tank i believe that's exactly what this is so you got to try and put your teammate in the dunk tank essentially. So, you know, one of these guys is going to end up in the dunk tank. And I guess that means they win. So you're going to get wet, but that means that you're the winner. I'm guessing. Again, this is another one where I'm just like the NHL was trying a little too hard here. Maybe we're just, we can't really visualize it. And that's why it's not sinking in. But right now I'm not, I'm not really sure how this is going to play out. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. Like, you're trying to dunk your teammate. Like, you, you're going to have Brady or Matt trying to dunk each other or, you know, the two uh, Cole Harbor boys and McKinnon and Crosby trying to dunk each other, the Rangers trying to do it to their own teammates. So, you know, I guess it makes sense in, in that regard. But, uh, you know, these new ones, I mean, it's like last year, the, the blackjack thing when it was in Vegas. Like, I didn't really understand how they were going to go about doing that until we finally saw it. And it was like, oh. Okay, so it is basically that easy to do. Um, so I guess we'll kind of figure it out once it gets shown. But it sounds like that's basically what it is. Just like a, a dunk tank and there's targets and they're going to hit it and then their teammate's going to fall into the water and that's uh, you're victorious uh, that way. So uh, that should be a, a kind of a fun, different event, I suppose. Uh, accuracy shooting. So this is one that I think also is is like a staple that we have here at the NHL All-Star break. Um, so we've got, oh, wow, there's 10 guys participating in the yeah. accuracy shooting event. Was that? 10 guys participating in the yeah, event. This one usually has quite a few people, quite a few, because it's one that's relatively, relatively quick. Does that involve also like the passers? So like they all like or all ten guys? Yeah, are, the, all these guys are participating. Like they're going to be actually they're shooting. Okay, so um, Nazem Kadri, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Alex Barkov, Jack Hughes, Brock Nelson, Artemi Panarin, Kevin Hayes, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Nikita Kucherov all take a part in the accuracy shooting event oh we never got to say who we thought was going to win that dunk tank one by the way i'm going with the kachucks yeah i'll go with the kachucks it yeah, just seems so. like they're that might might be a little skewed to the yeah. kachuck brother line there yeah yeah uh they'll be motivated to dunk each other for sure all right who do you think wins the accuracy shooting competition hmm good question um my money is either gonna be on uh jack hughes yeah or tarasenko you know, like McDavid? No, I don't know. Like, the thing is, it's not just how accurate you are, it's how quick you are. And I know McDavid's usually quick, but 
I don't know. I, We're talking about the NHL's leading goal scorer right now. I know we are. Austin Matthews, I don't think he won it when he did did it two was it in, a few years ago. And was it San Jose was one the one he had the Patrick Marlowe jersey? Uh I don't recall. But that's because Austin Matthews crumbles under pressure. We know that. Wow. Yeah. It's unfortunate I had to go there. Wow. Yep. I'm going to go with Connor. I think McDavid takes this one home. I'll go with Jack Hughes then because I had to pick one. I'll go with Jack. He was my next pick. I'll be honest. Jack Hughes was probably would have been my next pick. So uh, I respect that. I could see either one of those guys winning this event. Um, All right. Let's get – well, let's take one more break actually because we only have a couple more events to break down here. So we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about the pitch and puck, which is one of the most interesting new events that uh, is is in this challenge tonight, in the skills challenge, whatever the hell they're calling it, the All-Star Skills event. So that one's interesting. So we'll tell you about that one on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Listen to Lockdown Lease Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Dave Morissuti here with me. Uh, we're both the hosts here at Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. So uh, if you're enjoying the content that we're providing you and you think that it's uh, rather you know, somewhat entertaining, we would hope that you would uh, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We do you know, brand new videos, podcasts for you guys each and every day, Monday through Friday. So it would be greatly appreciated if you... Uh, Gave us a shot and and hit subscribe and helped us help us get to our goal. Our New Year's resolution was to get to 5K um, by the end of the year. We're almost at three, I guess. Like we're like 2.7 or so, somewhere in that realm. Uh, so you can help us get there really close if you just sub up. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, the next one, which is the pitch and puck. So this one's interesting. Um, because again, it's it's actually like they're. I, I need to see it. I need to see it unfold. I don't really understand it yet. So you got four players who will compete on a par four island green using a combination of hockey and golf shots. So they're going to be both shooting or passing, probably saucing whatever they do terminology you want to use, but also using like a golf ball, and they're going to be like pitching golf shots as well. So this one's going to be a little weird. I definitely am going to need to see it to understand how they're doing it. But obviously, it's it, it's a par four course, so whoever, uh, whichever player has the lowest score, like in golf, um, will be determined the winner. It's the tiebreaker. If there's a completion of the event and there's a tie for the lo- uh, the least number of shots, it'll be decided by the longest drive. So I'm assuming the first shot is probably a drive, like a driver, and then from there you gotta like sauce it, like. You just drop a puck and sauce as far as it can go. That's how I kind of am reading this event, where you're just alternating shots with a golf ball and a hockey puck. Yeah, as somebody who is uh, who plays golf, I am very much curious see how the heck this supposed to work. Because I know Keith Yandel and was it who was this Sean Thornton? I can't remember who the other guy was. Were kind of demonstrating it, and I'm like, this is like the worst demonstration because. It didn't really explain to you what was going on. So 
I'm, I'm very much a visual learner. Like I, I'm tough yeah. when it comes to reading things and trying to like imagine it in my mind. I do struggle with that. So I kind of need to see it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know why I couldn't think of that's how it's done. That's just uh, like a quirk that I have. So this is another one where I'm like reading it and I'm like, I, I don't understand exactly how they're going to do it. But I think they'll pull it off. It, it, it's an interesting one because I think you're down in Florida and people always associate Florida with golf, right? And, and hockey players love their golf. So um, doing a pitch and puck with, you know, a golf ball and a puck, I think is kind of cool to, uh, to do those. I think this is another one of those that they did early. They got it on TV and, and they've packaged it and they're going to play it. Uh, obviously, they're not going to do it in the arena. So. Um, but the participants, you've got Clayton Keller, the Arizona Coyotes, guaranteed. That guy gets a lot of golfing done living in Arizona. Uh, Johnny Goudreau of the Blue Jackets, Jason no, Robertson. What's that? Oh, sorry. No, I, re- I, I was reading the wrong order. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. My bad. What? what? No, no. I, I was reading different names. I thought you were going different directions. My bad. You're good. You're good. Are you I- okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, Dave. My brain said some other name when you were reading it. It was my bad. Are you still thinking about that Delicio tweet you saw earlier? Oh, I was going to bring this up at the end. Okay, you want to bring it up now? I'm very distraught about this. Okay, one sec. Clayton Keller, Johnny Goudreau, Jason Robertson, and Nick Suzuki, all part of the pitch and puck. Uh, I'm going to go with Clayton Keller because it lives in Arizona, probably plays a heck of a lot of golf. I'm gonna go Jason Robertson. He, put, okay. he lives, lives in Texas, grew up in California. That's a, point. That's a good point. That's a good point. He probably can drive a golf ball too. All right. What's the Delicio story, pal? What's got you your, your cage rattled right now? Where yeah, I, I should stop looking at I should stop looking at Twitter before we record just because this is so just randomly I saw it appear on my timeline that Delicio Pizza, which I'm pretty sure, yeah, it is available in the States because I, I do remember seeing it in the grocery sell- shelves in the States. Uh, apparently, Nestle is deciding it's going to be a no-go in Canada. And I'm like, what? It's like the most popular frozen pizza you can get. It's not delivery. It's Delicio. You want to know, distur- you know what upset me more about the news was the headline. It's not delivery. CBC discontinued oh man it's not delivery it's discontinued that's that's a great headline i i'll you know tip my cap to whoever came up with that headline it's actually pretty good but it is a a very unsettling thing to read because as somebody who grew up uh well i didn't grow up but i i you know going to college going to university and relying on a cheap $5 pizza to feed me many nights when I was, you know, through my undergrad, it's really unfortunate that that's no longer going to be an option for, uh, you know, for for cheap students who can't afford to spend $40 for a meal and just want a quick $5 pie. It would like, and you think about like how many kids, I, I see people tweeting about how expensive Uber Eats is. And like back in my, like back in my day, when oh, Uber Eats wasn't a thing, yeah, the Delicia was the way to go. Like, look, I know I'm a, we're Italian. We should be getting proper pizzas. True. But out of all the frozen pizzas, this is the only one I could tolerate. Yeah, this looks like the stuffed crust one. I'm not a stuffed crust guy, though. Oh, I'm 
I I I do enjoy, I've actually tried doing my own stuff, Cross. It is a pain in the ass. But I, do so, it well, I guess you're just what you're putting cheese and then folding your crust over the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I've never tried it. Well, I've never tried it as a homemade stuffed crust, but I don't know. Like even like if I was ever at Pizza Pizza and and or Pizza Hut or if I got it from Delicio, I'm just never really a big fan. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's crap news. It's it's terrible news. It's you know it wasn't the greatest pizza on earth, but no, it was a lot better to get a Delicio for five bucks than have to spend. 15 bucks on like a medium at pizza pizza that stuff's awful oh i can't even i can't believe you brought pizza pizza like out of all pizzas well that's why because it's the worst one you bring up the cardboard brand i call it the cardboard brand because that's literally what it tastes like so i didn't know this but like that's not a worldwide like i thought pizza pizza was like a world like national chain dude it's like ontario it's like an ontario chain mostly i think they've got a little bit throughout canada but it's mainly an Ontario chain. I didn't know that because that somebody like came to this is so that these people don't care listening to this. But oh, somebody came and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I, I wanted to go try Pizza Pizza." I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Oh, I just hear about it all the time and see the commercials. Like, I just want to try it." I'm like, it's not good. Why? Why? <laughs> like, so I don't know. But uh, anyways, let's move on because we got one more event. One more event to uh, my favorite one, and it's it's Dave's favorite one. It's the hardest shot. So who's got the hardest shot in the NHL, or at least of the guys who are at this Uh, So it's Rasmus Dahlin, Seth Jones, Elias Pettersson, Alex Ovechkin, and Josh Morrissey. This is your favorite event, Dave. So who's gonna take home the hardware for the hardest shot? So I think Rasmus Dalton, first off, we didn't talk about this, but the Atlantic Division finally have a, has a defenseman on the roster. Yeah, so Mitch Marner right. does not have to play defense yeah. in this game. They actually have a Rasmus Dahlin who can do that. So Sucks I, that Tate Thompson won't be there, though. That was the reason. Tate Thompson, upper body injury, left the game against Carolina. So uh, Rasmus Dahlin filling in for him at uh at Yeah, Tate Thompson would have been an interesting choice for harder shot. I think yeah. that's probably the one. You know what? I I think I'm gonna go with Josh Morrissey. He's got a pretty underrated shot. I have no idea where I'm gonna go here. I really don't, to be honest with you. Um, Going with a forward seems to never really work either. No, like that's what I mean. Like I know Pedersen's got a, like a sneaky good shot, but it's more of a deceptive shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Darlene, the underdog, the guy who just got in last second and goes in and wins the thing. I'm gonna give it to Rasmus Darlene. That's my that's my pick for harder shot. Not bad. I, I mean, mean he's scoring, he's scoring a lot of goals this year. I don't think it's because he's got a bad shot. I yeah, I do wonder how I've never has Ovi done the hardest shot. He has to have. I just he, must have he must have done it in the past. I can't recall. Um, I know he's always done like the breakaway. He's usually the fun one on the breakaway challenge or target uh, accuracy. But I don't know if he's really done a harder shot. Like typically, like you said, it's usually a bunch of defensemen, like bombs. And usually it was always Chara, Jay well, Weber. 
Josh Hayward. There's like alternated who was going to win the event basically for many, many years. A quick, up for draft. Well, quick search here from uh, Bleach Report. Thank you, Bleach Report, for putting this out there because Ovechkin, out of all the guys who are participating, is the only one to have ever won the event, having done so in 2013. Oh, so long ago. It was 10 years ten ago. 10 years ago. And his hardest shot was 101.3 miles per hour. Yeah. 10 years. I think the record's like up to like 107 or 108 or something like that. Uh, yeah. What was, I can't remember what Charles' record was. Yeah. Hedman was always a guy who took part in this too. Yep. But uh, he's not there, which is interesting. Right. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, yeah, so those are the events. Those are the guys participating in them. Those are who we think are going to come out victorious and win these events. What about the game in itself, Dave? Who, who, who do you think ends up taking home the the crown as the uh, the All Star champions? And I believe what they split split a million bucks between the the what is it eight of them per team? I believe so. I believe actually there's eleven because there was eight. Yeah. It was like ten or eleven guys. Yeah, the math checks out. Yeah. I was trying to do the math in my head. It to be eight, right? Yeah, now it's eight with Seattle in there. There's eight per division, eight per team, plus the three. So it's 11 guys split a million dollars. Who's going to be that team, Dave? I'm going to go with the Atlantic. I think the best teams are in the Atlantic. I think the best players are in the Atlantic. I know some people are going to be like, well, Connor Dave, it's one guy. I think the Atlantic's got the strongest roster. I kind of like the central. I kind of like the central, like McKinnon, Rantanen, Jason Robertson. I mean, you've got Ottinger and Nett. Um, did Kyle Connor get the vote, the fan vote? Maybe not. But Josh Morrissey on the blue line. Like I, I like this. I'm gonna go with the central. So you got the Atlantic, and I got the central. So we'll mark these down, all the winners, because we had a few that we differed on. So. We'll see uh, which one of us comes out victorious on the weekend. Uh, and we can decide that and on, on Monday, I suppose. Yeah. Excited? Yeah, it's, 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 it'll be intriguing. I don't know if I can say I'm totally excited, but I'll be, in, I'll be intrigued to see if we have any surprises. I want a surprise. I want someone to go above and beyond to make yeah. this event uh, special. I think Sid and Obi will do something cool in the breakaway challenge. I like I think it's cool that they're the only pair, like they're the partners. I don't know if you saw, like they were asking like it was media day on Thursday and a lot of the guys were asked about stuff and Obi was asked, you know, his his thoughts on Sid and he was like, Yeah, you know, great competitor, love the guy. When we're all done and retired, we'll certainly be going for beers uh afterwards. So you know, as much as it's been a, a long rivalry, you just you can tell that those guys respect each other and they're at their point in their careers where they both won Stanley Cups and now it's just uh, it's all about having fun, chasing records and being ambassadors of the game and now they can be buds, they can be friends and I think it's nice that they'll be able to be at this all star game. Who knows how many more the two of them will both be at uh, all star events just because one doesn't want to go or you know, age is, is you know, a factor. I mean, it's tough to get in the All Star game in the way that it's currently yep. 
decided, right? We, we, we know that. So we'll see. All right, Dave. Good stuff. Everyone enjoy the all-star festivities. We'll break it all down on Monday. And I've got my trade assets. Was it my five most attractive trade assets? I've got my list ready to go at power ranking, if you will. I'll unveil that on Monday. Until then, um, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These podcasts on all podcasts and platforms to receive daily Leaves content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And uh, give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, maybe a review if you're listening on iTunes, a little five-star rating. That'd be terrific as well. Great for the algorithms. We love the algorithms. Uh, <laughs> Twitter algorithms love the podcasting algorithms. That's right. That's that's a good distinction there. Good point. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for y'all on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the All-Star game. But until then, keep locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.